1: And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet
2: a lot a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my <laughs> life.
3: He was he was football 24 7, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times at times the early part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, don't wait too long. You know, because I'm going to get away if he ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, they,
4: I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, it looks like Duke's in the waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us uh, a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? Hey, nobody.
5: Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey. I'm real
0: busy. I'm sitting on my porch.
4: Yeah, well, hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> will have a little drink going on there. Gary. You
0: know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life. And I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship, and uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't.
4: Happy five and four, everybody! Welcome to another edition of uh, Talking Football with Bengal Jim and friends. Uh, great lineup tonight. DJ Reader literally just texted me and said he'll be here in about five to ten minutes, so he's coming on here in a little bit. We'll get started off. We'll get kicked off here with DJ. We got uh, making a Dif- difference Dif- Dif- with Tony the Tiger here coming up around eight twenty ish, and uh, on the mark about eight thirty five. And we got a lot of lot of stuff to talk about here with the game uh, Sunday. The hey. By, by the way, I just want to tell everybody, I looked over in the middle of the second quarter at James. He sits 156, a uh, couple rows right behind me, and I looked over and I see James, and this is pretty much what I saw. I can find it. James, did you take it out of here? You took it out, uh, damn it.
0: Nope, it's it's there. I saw it. Put it on
4: there. This was James. I can't find it, James. Put it on there. This was James right. Kick back, relaxed at the game.
0: Let's see. Video clip. Oh, there it is. All right. <laughs>
4: what was the last time we felt like that in a damn game guys, it was like game was over in the middle of the second quarter felt great, James.
0: No, that was, uh, that was good. Great. Um, you know, coming off the, the short week, a lot of people thought about that, you know, the Monday night physical inner inner, uh, division game. And and to come out and, and play like that on what was another gorgeous, uh, day for football in, in Cincinnati and, uh, the real Queen, Queen city, um, came out on top. Um, Charlotte, as many known as is known as the Queen City as well, and um, it was a good uh, good day at the office. How about you, Tom?
2: Textbook, uh, you know exactly what the team and the city needed. Um, A little bit of a breather, not a lot of stress, and a, a running game that had been asleep came out strong. You know, Joe Mixon with a historic performance and a defensive game plan, considering all the guys that were hurt and all the guys that were out that just, I mean, didn't just shut down, granted an inferior opponent, but I mean, suffocated them. I mean, six yards passing at halftime. um, No, it was, it was perfect. Perfect two quarters and and really a strong four quarters.
6: Right. Tony, I I know he, I know he was having fun that day, that day. Oh yeah. It was was a relaxing game there uh, after the second part of the game. And uh, uh, Tom, like you said, I think Mixon had something to prove, and I think he proved it. Um, he's still there. He's still capable to do the things that he does, um, you know, five touchdowns. Uh, got his 5,000 um, rushing yards. And then I also like seeing Allen come in. We haven't seen that all year. So that was a that was a fresh air uh, to see him come in and give Burrow a little break. We knew we had it under our belt at that point. Yeah, yeah. Speaking Just,
0: uh, of uh, Burrow, Tony, you've got a new addition back there. You want to tell us about that?
6: I do, yeah. We uh, we went to a little uh, a charity thing, and uh, Gary won that uh, life size cutout of Mr. Burrow, so he's uh, he's living in the tiger Lair right now and uh, enjoying life. Oh. question for you guys: as important as was
2: Sunday, did we see something we're going to see now the rest of the season from the running game? Was it just because it was the Panthers, or did four fifths of our offensive line just absolutely come come on fire together? Or you know, we didn't, spark?
0: we didn't talk about this internally, but um, the Panthers defensive line coach got fired on uh, Monday, ex-Syracuse uh, head coach Paul Pasqualoni, and uh, they fired another uh, defensive guy too off of the, uh, the running performance and, and the record day that um, Joe Mixon had. Um, I tell you what, I, I think deep down inside, we, we knew it was in there. Obviously, we hadn't seen that type of performance in a while. But um, as Joe Burrow alluded to in kind of that mic'd up uh, section that was shared on social media, it's going to be tough to stop us if, if that running game's, you know, sixty percent of what we saw on um, on Sunday.
4: Yeah, Tom, that's a that's a great question, brother. we're, we're going to find out here against the city near West Virginia here in two weeks—that's for sure. So we're going to get to some more game uh, detailed game discussion here in a little bit. Tom, I got something for you on this date in Bengal history. I remember it like it was yesterday because that end of that uh, 1997 season was amazing. November 9th, 1997, uh, the Bengals beat the Colts 28-13. to 13. What, was, what was the significance of that game?
2: The Bengals had been struggling. The offense had been struggling, and there had been murmurs about a change at quarterback, and you could say football nature took care of it. Jeff Blake got hurt against the Colts. Boomer Esiason came in, rallied the troops, uh, I believe three touchdowns, and, you know, Off to the races, and and that the end of the 97 season, that last six, seven weeks, two things. The Bengals were truly playing as good a football as any team in the NFL. Had they made the playoffs that year, they they would have been trouble for some very good teams. And the other thing was, and it was a shame because that was the end of Boomer's career, but that might have been the best six, seven weeks of Boomer's career uh, that any of us had saw. He just... He could do next to nothing wrong. He played incredible. Even the games they lost, he played incredible. He was a lot of fun to watch. It was a, especially you know during during that that bad decade, uh, that was definitely six seven games together that were very very special.
4: Yep, yep. Hey, so DJ's in the waiting room right now. So he's he's gone out of his way to be here with us guys. He's literally ha- at a rookie dinner down at the precinct. So, if anybody's ever been down to the precinct, uh, Jeff Ruby spot down there, great spot. Uh, the lighting down here is a little dim. So, we're going to get, we're going to pull DJ on here and see how this works here with, with DJ. DJ, what's going on, big dog? How you doing? How you doing, man? What's going on? Good, man. Hey, so what did you get? What'd you get for dinner tonight, man?
5: Oh, uh, we haven't ordered yet. They just got us. They were a little late today. So, uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, right. that goes the rest of the night for them. But um, they're real good. <laughs> They're doing great right. so far. The bus was a good time, so uh, we're just not getting orders. So we're about to see what I'm getting. I don't know. Where All, right. All right.
4: All we'll, right. We'll be quick, man. We know you got to get with the with the guys here before everybody gets out of town for the bye week. but uh, Oh, yeah. No problem, no. DJ, I want you to make the announcement right now. Houday Nation, live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Are you going to be back for that City Near West Virginia game? Oh, yeah, for
5: sure. I'll be back out there playing. I, um, you know, as long as things keep going the way they're going, I feel good. So, I'll be back out there. That's the plan.
4: Hell, yeah. We can't wait to see you back out there. So, we got some videos we want to get to, DJ. Uh, you may, be, right. able to, you may <laughs> be able to see some. I think I, I told you I was going to have some videos, man. But Yeah,
5: you said you had something for me. You, had, you said you had a couple of things.
4: All right. I'm gonna, we're going to start off with just, just, you know, this is a football show, but we got to at least talk a little bit of baseball. But all right. let's, let's show this little video. right. I think it's a high school recruiting video for baseball and uh, everybody's got to see this man. Hey, man, I'm kind of proud of you, man, keeping your hands inside, squaring that ball up, brother. You look good.
5: Hey, man, you know, that's what I used to do, man. That that was uh, that was my thing, man. I played a lot when I was younger. My mom taught me a lot about the game. Her and my dad worked with me hard, so, you know, I had to do my thing.
4: Hey, so, so talk about this. you. You did you you actually played a little bit of ball with, uh, with Clemson as well, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. I played my first year. Um, you know, it was always like, you know, my dream as a kid to do that. That was something I always wanted to do. I felt like as a kid, you know, you have those dreams, and you know, to be able to go out there and do that at the highest level, it just meant a lot to me. So I'm very thankful to the coaches and the staff for allowing me to do something like that. But, you know, I played a lot as a kid and I was overweight to play Pee Wee football. So they had weight limits and stuff. So baseball had no weight limits. So it was something I just always did. My mom played college softball. So I nice, kind of had it in my
4: nature. Nice. All right. So, Another video. This is the last video. Then we'll get to a few questions here. And everybody okay. that's watching, everybody that's watching right now, uh, we've got a lot of folks in the chat area here. Anything you want to ask DJ? Pop some questions, here. we'll try to get to one or two before DJ gets off here. All right. So uh, here's here's another video right here. Hey, I'm just going to tell everybody right now. We've been watching DJ. I remember watching him when he was with the Texans, uh, and, and the career he's had here with the Bengals have been a huge upgrade. Uh, people can say whatever they want. One of the best nose tackles in the NFL. He is the best nose tackle, but. He's been doing people dirty since high school. Watch this video right here. Played special teams, offensive line, defense, you, you were playing it all.
5: Yeah, I had to do it all in high school, man. Unfortunately, I didn't win many games in high school, but I've always been a super competitive kid. And so, you know, I felt like playing everything was just the best for me. I started as an offensive guard, I was a three star guard coming out of high school, ended up transitioning yeah. So I felt like that special team, just, you just got to have that dog <laughs> in your special teams. And I always, it was the best opportunity to go out there and take it.
0: Well, we're talking about uh, Clemson DJ, and we appreciate you uh, joining us. Tell us what it was oh,
5: like to play under Dabo Samuel Oh man, Dabo, he's a great coach, man. You know, he's a guy he knows a lot about the game, and um, just the way he motivates is, is, is special. I don't think you can find too many guys that motivate that way and, and talk to you that way. And the way he believes in you, the way he tries to pull the best out of you, um, it's super special. This the environment he creates. He creates a true family environment for um, his players to feel comfortable. They feel like they can come to him, talk to him about whatever, and um, you know that they feel like the program's going to take care of them. So you know, it's just he's a good coach to play for, and I'm, I'm, I feel I'm glad I got the, play, the
2: opportunity to play for him.
4: Yeah, Tom, I know you had you had a couple.
2: Yeah, DJ. First thing is uh, seeing those videos from high school. There'd have been no way I would have played third base with you standing at the plate with an aluminum bat. <laughs> <laughs> been, no, absolutely not, man, but man. Uh, one of the big things in you coming to Cincinnati, it wasn't just we were getting the best nose tackle in all of football, I mean, that's clear, you know, we know how it is when we don't have you, uh, like these last couple weeks, and we know how important it is to have you, but you helped change the culture here, and mm-hmm. you are such a good teammate in Houston. By everybody down there, they just marveled at you. Can you talk a little bit about the guys that play around you and how you feed off each other, the, the uh, Hendricksons, the Hubbards, the B.J., all those yeah, guys?
5: I think I think we all bring something special to the table. Um, I think
2: Trey brings out that aggression that we need as a team and then, you
5: know, just him being able to rush the way he does, how, bent, how athletic he is out there playing at the end of his size means a lot to our team. He's smart. Sam, he's just a – you know, he's just an old school football player who's just willing to do whatever for the team. You know, you don't find too many guys built like BJ and, you know, as hard working as a guy like Josh is. So I feel like, and we're all understanding, nobody's ego is too big. You know, we, I think everybody knows when it's an opportunity for you to be Batman. And, you know, not all times is a play for you to be Batman. Everybody's got to be Robin sometimes. And we understand that on our defensive line that. That's the way it works. I think we we um we're all super excited for each other when somebody makes a play. We uh we go eat every week and um just a close knit group. There's a lot of guys who come out, they support each other and we're gonna make sure that we do the right things and as a D line that we go about it the right way to go out there and win games. Tony
6: Hey DJs nice to see you again. So we talked last night. How you
5: doing? Doing good, man. How you doing?
6: Good. Um, so last night um, we were able to uh, attend your event. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to you to talk about your uh, foundation. And also, I do believe you received an award last night, if I recall.
5: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, uh received the Lifetime Presidential Service Award, which, uh, you know, meant a lot to me um, because it's, it's something that's really special. You know, a lot, all the service work you do to go out there and help people and, you know, what it's all about. Uh, and exactly as high as what my foundation is about. My son never forgets is something that I started, you know, in honor of my dad. It's a quote that he would always tell me, "As you know, ASNF. My son never forgets, and he never forgets where he comes from. He never forgets his people the community that helped him, and he always does his opportunity to go back and help. So that was just always something that was on my mind, and I'm, I'm glad I got the opportunity to get, get in this position. I'm blessed enough by the powers above, and, you know, by God, that to get in this position to be able to help and impact so many people and, yeah, I'm just glad I can keep paying it forward and try to move the needle for you know I'm somebody who looks like me a kid who has a dream like me in, in any situation and just wants to make it out of that situation so.
4: yeah. hey, I, and I know uh I know Tony talked to you DJ but here at some point here next two or three weeks I think we'll be working uh with you on that foundation for a week we're going to be doing a, a fundraiser uh, for a week to to raise some dollars there for you, big dog. We're at oh right man, there.
5: I really appreciate that, man. Y'all, y'all are the best for that. I appreciate it, man. We're gonna kill you. Tommy, got one more.
2: Yeah, I was just wondering, from uh, you know, now being here several years and hopefully many, many more. Uh, is there one divisional foe that you enjoy beating up on more than the others? Ah, uh, you know, I, I I don't
5: have one, but I haven't got the opportunity to beat Cleaver. And I'm itching for it, you know. I I was pretty sad that I wasn't out there the last game against them. So you know, that, that that's a goal, and that that's big for me. You know, I think that's that's probably the biggest thing. You just don't want to have that that somebody having that kind of clout over you or that that feeling over you. So I think, you know, we got to go out there. All of them are important. We got to win all of them down the stretch. Coming back up, and we got everything we want still right in front of us. So I think those. Those other two, we're gonna get after it, and you know, I, I like playing those guys. a competitive game, but I think we owe a little bit to Cleveland. We, we, you know, we're not gonna make it bigger than what it is, but it's big for us. You know, we 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 need to go out there and have a good game. Yeah. Okay, hey, so we'll do one or two more here, and let you get back to
4: dinner here, DJ. But hey, real quick, man, just to let you know, man, we we don't say that C word on, on the show. We call it the, the city near uh, city up north. We don't even oh, say okay. their name. Okay. We're the okay.
5: name. <laughs> Not bad, man. No,
4: nah, I just play hey talk. Hey, talk to us about uh, Joe Mixon, <laughs> man, how, how important a game that was and the energy he brought to the game. I, you were on the sideline watching this, we were in the stands watching it, man. But talk about our man, Joe Mixon.
5: Oh, man, Joe, Joe, just for him to have that kind of a game, you know, it, it's no secret that he hadn't been doing exactly what he wanted to do this year, and sometimes you go through those downs as a player and you. You just need something to get you right, and you know you believe in who you are. We believe in him. We know he's special. He's a leader on our offense. He gets it going. He brings attitude. He competes every day. Uh, he was the guy when I first showed up here, man. Me and him would go at it back and forth, just chirping back and forth on me from the D line, him at the running back position. But you know he's real, and I appreciate him as a player. He, he's so athletic back there, and uh, he. When he runs the ball, you know it, it was only a matter of time for him to get going. And I was I was really happy to see him have a game like that, especially you know just you know when you when you have one of the guys and they're not doing exactly what they want to do. You see it on their face. You know they're digging at it, they're eating at it. Yeah. For him to go out there and get five, and you can feel he was hot. He felt like Joe again. You know a, a player needs that every now and then. I'm I'm just glad he got it, man. It's good to see your brother that happen with you for your brother.
4: Yeah. We'll finish. We'll finish with uh, one more th- one more question, then a comment for you, man. Um, okay. I think Augie has a great question here from New York. Uh, Augie uh, is asking, did you, "Who was your biggest influence uh, as far as role modeling your game, growing, uh, modeling your game up, growing in football and baseball too?" Uh, I go
5: for football. I was a big like Albert Haynesworth. I watched a lot of big Vince Woolford films. and you know, being to have an opportunity to play with Vince. And, and understand really that nose guard position, what it was, and how to play the ins and outs of it, how to think about what was coming, how to think defense, and honestly, playing under a guy like Romeo Cornell, who had so many great players, and just taught me the basic knowledge of understanding what would come. Like he's he's just so smart. Him and Billy O just so smart on what get back on track, those type of things. They keep thinking football all the time. It, I felt like that really, really modeled my game, you know. And then seeing guys like Richard Seymour and John Randle, those type of guys, just watching the, the way they get after and how they they really, they really push to the end. Like there's, it's no quitting them. Like they're there for every play. You're gonna have to get after them every play, and you're gonna have to do something. And you know they're gonna be there. They might get got, but more often than not, you be you're gonna be the one that's getting got. So I've always enjoyed that about watching that guys. And I feel like there's a lot of young guys who. I play with now that are really competitive. You know, you got the Kenny Clarks, the Vita there's a, there's a bunch of guys out there. Dexter, even watching the young guy who went to Clemson like Dexter, Dexter Lawrence. I get to watch him all the time. Christian Wilkins, I get to watch those guys and take a little bit from their game too as well and add it a little bit to my game. And, you know, just appreciate how competitive that position has gotten over the years. It's no longer a slug position. Like you're not, it's not that anymore. Guys are out there playing technique and they're playing it every play. For the better good of the team. So, mm-hmm. um, in baseball, you know, I, I was a big Barry guy. Um, I'm a big Barry Bonds fan. He's my hero. Nobody can tell me any different. Um, you know, of course, I love Ken Griffey. Everybody loves the swing man, but Barry's my guy, man. And I've I've always been a Barry Bonds fan. And there'll, there'll never be nothing like me and my dad watching a baseball game, watching Sam Fran play, hearing that ball come off the bat, immediately watching those two hands go in the air, man, and everybody in that. Everybody in the Bay chasing after it. So that was the best thing to me. I, I think Bear is the best to ever do it, honestly, if you ever ask me.
4: Yeah, I I don't think too many people disagree with you on that, DJ. So yeah. Last question, viewer question. James popped this up, man. This is an important question. Okay. So so go ahead and
0: answer. Yeah, go ahead and, and uh, let me find who, it again. Go ahead and put it
4: up, who's paying? Who's paying for dinner tonight, DJ?
5: They ain't making you pay, oh. are they? Oh, no, that's the rookies. It's on them. It's on them. <laughs> It's, it's it's on them, it, man. You know, this is gonna break them in, right? We're gonna have a good time tonight, man.
4: All right, man. Hey, hey, uh, we appreciate being on big dog. Thanks for taking time away from the guys. Tell the boys hey, we're thinking about them. We can't wait to see you on uh here in a few weeks against the city near West Virginia. We're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna have a hell of a second half, just like we did last year, buddy. All
0: right, man. I appreciate it. Thank y'all, see day, man? DJ. thanks, DJ. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, DJ. day? Dude, Back to he dinner.
4: was active. At the precinct, ordered state talking to us, man. How cool is that, man? <laughs>
6: he's a he's a cool dude, man. I got to speak with him last night, and he's just down to earth and humble, and uh, he's a really good guy. I'm glad we have him on our team. Yeah, good stuff,
4: good stuff. Tom, I mean, uh, those guys are tight, man. I mean, this, I remember we talked about this been many episodes ago, but, you know, the 81 team, the 88 team, all these teams, they had something in common, and they were all great teams. But man, the the off the
2: field stuff that these guys do is they're they're really tight. No matter what the record ends up being this year, this is a locker room of good guys. Uh, and they have each other's backs, they get along. Um, i've I've not heard of continuing over several seasons the success not going to their head., uh, you know, they're working just as hard. So this is a locker room of good guys, and DJ is such an important part of that. It was one of the big reasons. The Bengals went out and got him and paid him the money they have. Yeah. Hey Tom, our Augie drove all
0: the way from New York, actually flew in, took a nice shot uh, picture of, of downtown Cincinnati. He comes to the tailgate like the thousands of others, says hi to Jimmy, says hi to Tony, says hi to the Bangalorean, drinks beers with us, eats Gold Star Chili with us, and then he says, Where's Tom? Where why isn't Tom hang out with you guys? You you want to go ahead and just answer this on air for him? I, or, I, do I mean, he up. was like, he was just so sad down in the dumps. And I love you know, Augie. Went all the way to
2: the I, I love Augie. You stood him up. Augie, like a, G- G- a couple things. One, uh, my job sometimes uh, demands that I do a little work Sunday morning. So I'm not able to get down to the tailgates early, and, and many times not at all. Uh, I know a couple weeks back, it was my son who had just gotten back in from town and I had to uh, to wait for him. And I got down a little later than I, but uh, I'm there. And, and you know what? As Bengal fans, we're a great group, just like the Bengals locker room. There's no radiation. There's nothing poisonous about the North end zone, especially with the overhang and the noise we generate. So, you know, just, just don't hang out of the South end zone. We're great people, the greatest people in the world, but come up North, Hang out by the pro shop. Uh, you know we're there. We're generating noise, having just as much fun. It's not not an east side, west side mentality. So, but uh, I will. I will. So, so basically,
0: you got a lot of excuses, much like why Chris Evans isn't playing. <laughs> I, I got a lot. I digress. <laughs> I digress.
2: <laughs> uh, let's
4: get going. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, by the way, South End Zone greater than North End Zone, Tom. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a competition next home game, brother. Nice a nice product placement uh let's uh let's go ahead and get into our making a difference with uh, tony the tiger tony go ahead and kick off this next segment buddy
6: hey so uh Javonte woods uh foundation right that was uh, our uh our uh, initiative this weekend uh so we almost got uh just about three thousand dollars earned for that organization uh icky woods joined us and uh, uh he and much uh, deserving of uh, those funds and uh, it's going to go to a good cause um if you guys don't know about Javonte woods it's around his son and uh, the fight the asthma uh, that he uh, ultimately passed away with. So, uh, again, thank you to you guys for uh, coming out to the tailgate and supporting that, and almost $3,000 earned on that. Uh, so, we're at a grand total of $68,631 for the year. So,
4: it's freaking well, well, awesome. Well,
6: Tony, Tony, what, what'd you say? Slow down. Say that one more time. Well, how much? $68,631 Bengal Hold. Nation has earned. Hold
2: Hey, Tony, Tony, a question about that 68000 What percentage of the money raised goes directly to charity?
6: Oh, that's pretty easy. It's 100%, Tom. 100% of that money goes right to them charities. So, James,
4: Tony, Tony you mean you're not buying a new car with that? Come on, man.
6: No, no, not at all. So, uh, yeah, we don't like to deal with that money and we, we have them sent to the charities and uh, they're well benefiting of it. That is, and once again, 100% goes to the charities.
0: And how many different charities did um, have we helped thus far? This that year? was
6: number 14, um, 14 for the year so far this year. So uh, we're doing really well. And, and it's only the bye week. So that 75,000 that we keep on showing up there that you guys said was for the year, and I think it was me, Tony the Tiger said that we were going to do 100 this year. So uh, I think that's um, going to really be our new goal. Tony said
4: 150 is really what he said. We we're see. Sitting... <laughs> No, but it's awesome.
6: I mean, Bangle Nation is the one to thank. You guys come out and you support us. You do our duck races. You come to the tailgates. You, uh, you know, we're just facilitators. We're just the PR people to help push the, the effort to get these charities, the money they need. And um, it's all on you guys. And I, uh, I, I'm blessed. I, I'm very humbled from the fact that you guys were able to raise this kind of money in such a short time. So I, I congrats to you guys.
4: Yeah. So Tony, we got a duck race. Get
6: a- I'm sorry, James, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, we didn't get a chance to show these earlier, but these were some of the pictures from DJ's event um, last night. Um, we did show this one where he got the uh, the award. And um, you want to touch on the event, the uh, the bowling event uh, last night, Tony, for yeah, the um, unforgettable
6: uh, event from hosted by DJ. Uh, it was at the main event um, up in Westchester. It was a bowling, uh, basically just a bowling, just a bunch of people getting together and having a lot of fun. A lot of good players were there. You know, we saw Trey, we saw Sam. uh, uh, Who else was there? Hill. DJ Hill.
0: Yeah,
6: Yeah, DJ, of course. A lot of other players there. Um, Great support from his uh, team members. Uh, It was a lot of fun. We were there about, uh, we played about five games, and um, I felt it this morning. I I, I don't bowl, and uh, I, I felt very old this morning when I woke up, so but, yeah, it was a really good time, good, a good event, and I hope he earned a lot of money still. Uh, it was really good. That's cool. So we got we got a duck race tonight, Tony. So
4: talk about uh, what we've been doing here for the past week with one of our tailgate fam here.
6: Yeah, so uh, we got the, the NF Network. Um, uh, if you guys know him as Bengal Warrior or Corey, Corey uh, he's going to join us and talk a little bit about that um, uh, foundation. Uh, we were able to uh, sell some ducks for him, and uh, we'll turn it over to Corey so he can talk a little bit about it.
4: Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Hey,
6: Corey, hey, what's hey, up? Man? Corey,
2: thanks for coming on. Hey, man, hey, talk, thanks talk, for having
4: me. Yeah, talk to us, man. I, I think uh, till we, I think we're up there a little over maybe seven hundred or seven hundred plus uh, dollars raised tonight with with the charity duck race. So this th- this particular this was one that you brought to the table for us, man. So talk about it a little bit. So, um,
1: neuro- neurofibromatosis is a genetic disorder of the nervous system. So it causes tumors on the nerves. So NF can do a couple different things. So it can cause complications such as brain and spine tumors, blindness, disfigurement, mental health challenges, learning disabilities, or even death. So it's uh, classified as a rare disease, but it affects over 130,000 Americans, Um, not Americans, I'm sorry. children Children. at birth and it's so rare and so unique to every situation that there's there's not enough treatment and cure there's there's no cure for it because we can't find enough treatments. So just a little just a little uh, tidbit here. My nieces Peyton she's 11. She's a competition cheerleader, but she has three fibroid tumors on her head, which affects her brain and then she also has a tumor on an optic nerve. But then you go to her younger sister, who's five, and she has a totally different set of problems. She has a concave chest, which we have to monitor that so it doesn't press on her heart. And then she also has a bright spot on her brain and in her optic uh, on her optic nerve as well. So even sisters from the same mother, it's so different
4: that, there's not, there, we can't find a treatment for it. So, wow. So, hey, hey, Corey, look, man, I, I, you know, one thing we've been doing this charity stuff for many, many years. And what always amazes me is that, you know, when these are things that I, before you brought it to the table, Corey, I had no idea what this was, man. And, and we, we learn a lot about these, uh, these awful diseases and these awful things that are happening. Uh, and, and thanks for bringing this one to the table because I had not heard of this one before when you started, when we started talking a couple of weeks ago, I looked it up and I was reading about it. If it wasn't for you bringing it, bring awareness to this particular situation, I would have never known brother. And and probably a lot of folks in the same boat that are watching right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, so, uh, their mother didn't even know about it until, you know, her oldest is Peyton and she's 11. So at her 11 month checkup is when they first found it. And she's like, "What is that?" the um, The founder of the NF Network, um, she had no idea what it was until uh, it affected her daughter, and that was before Google. So she says she had to go to like medical libraries to figure out what it was. So it's it's right. so
4: it's common, but it's rare, and nobody knows about it. Gosh, well let's let's do it. Hey, look, man, uh, seven hundred dollars tonight's going to this foundation. Uh, Corey and Tony you and all of us set up a link directly to the charity, so we didn't touch the money. It goes directly to the charity. Tony, it was 700, 28 ducks, seven hundred bucks, something like that.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Seven hundred bucks is what we uh, were able to get today. Okay, so
4: James, let's go ahead and kick this off. So the pro, the, the winner tonight uh, is going to win a, uh, I think it was a a Chad Johnson jersey. Uh, so. Whoever wins this duck race this evening is getting that autographed Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson signed jersey. Uh, so, James and, and, and Tom, you guys got this, brother.
2: Let's roll. All right, Tom. Oh, here we t- go, buddy. Oh, and they're off in a disgusting fashion. But uh, <laughs> so there they got nobody taking charge early. I think the Donald Trump duck is. Uh, Yep, <laughs> trying to forge ahead here on midterm night. Rebecca Erickson's got a got a strong duck early, along with Adam Rosenberg. There's brand. I want to be here. in front too early, James. I mean, what are your, you? You see a duck that you impressed with so
0: far? Here comes the uh, been there, dump that green duck of David Hitchcock. You will see a couple of the same names in there. Those people purchase multiple ducks, with, which is completely legal under the Bengal Jim and Tony the Tiger duck race uh, rules. And, uh, coming down the stretch, Tom, who you got?
2: We got? Well, you don't want to be in front too early just as, you know, as they're passing the Ohio River past the boathouse coming down to Paul Brown Stadium. It's Scuba Duck. It's scuba. Wait Oh, it's COVID Duck. Ward, not Ward Burton. Great. Oh.
0: Excuse uh, but, uh, yeah, wait, well, don't get mad at me for adding that, but I just had to throw in a, <laughs> a NASCAR uh, name there. Um, so congratulations to, uh, to Haley for
4: winning that uh, Ocho Cinco jersey. So make sure you direct message uh, us or Tony directly, and so we can get this jersey to you. Congratulations, uh, and again, thanks so much, everybody, uh, for supporting this. Uh, this charity brought uh, to to everybody here by Corey. Man, we appreciate you, big dog. Thanks again, man, for uh, bringing awareness to this because I, I had no idea until you brought it to our attention, buddy. Well, I appreciate you guys for uh, letting me come on here and talk about it for a little bit.
1: Uh special thanks to Tony. He's been a real big help uh setting all this up. So I appreciate
4: that. Yeah. day, buddy. Tell tell the fam we said hey, buddy. We look forward to seeing you guys down here at the uh the city near West Virginia tailgate, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. who guys oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three weeks. I'm sorry. I'm thinking December December portion the next home game. My bad. Jesus, peace. I'm getting all messed up on his stuff. Haley Burton, not Ward. One <laughs> Oh, message directly at yeah, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So Tony, a few more things we want to hit on a charity Then we're going to get into uh, the on the mark. And then we got some uh, game stuff to talk about as well.
6: Yeah. So um, uh, next uh, this coming up Sunday. We have our uh, League for Animal Welfare folding tournament uh, at the folding warehouse. Um, it's a good event. We're trying to earn some good money for uh, those animals. Um, it's a good organization. It's a no kill uh, facility. Um, offers um, housing as well as adoption. So uh, we're looking for you guys to sign up some, for some teams. It's $50 a team. We have some really great prizes. we got some shoes uh, donated from Devin. Uh, he'll custom them up uh, however you want to, to have them done. we got some uh, jerseys, uh, Trey uh, Henderson uh, uh, jerseys for some winners and also some T. Higgins signed footballs. And of course, we'll have some raffles and uh, door prizes and all kinds of good stuff like that. So I uh, hope everyone can come out and join us and enjoy the uh, the bye week, we'll have some football on. We'll have some uh, uh, beers flowing, and uh, you know we'll just have a good time with each other.
4: Yeah, and just to, just to be for clarity, Everett, look, if you don't want to participate in the folding tournament, you don't have to. We're gonna have the football games on. We're gonna watch the city near West Virginia and the city up north get beat that day. We're gonna uh, enjoy uh, a bunch of company with another bunch of other Bengal fans watching the games that day. So come on down, join us. Uh, we're working on some food. and We're gonna have some food down there. We've got beer. All kinds of beers and all kinds of stuff going on that day. So even if you don't want to participate in the folding tournament, come on down. We're doing raffles. We're doing all kinds of fun stuff and watching some football that day. So it's going to be a fun day. Does not cost you to get in if you're not going to do the folding tournament uh, itself. If you just want to come down and join us and watch the football games and and have a beer and watch some games with us, uh, you're more than welcome to join us. Yeah, That's
2: more Say that again, James? No, you said, um, beer said times. I just you
6: know. Oh my bad. Yeah, I don't know. I got beer in the mine. I don't know. Uh, two more quick things. One is, um, um, I would just want to give a shout out to our, our ticket giveaway for the kids. Uh, we had uh, Avery and Malik um, this past week that came and saw their first game. Uh, this is four, four kids that had the opportunity over the last couple of weeks to go see their first game um, with uh, you know for the Bengals. So uh, these are tickets donated by you guys, Bengal Nation. Again, we're just helping facilitate to get those kids uh, to their game. So they had a great time, got some chains and jerseys and shirts uh, given to them. So uh, keep that up. If you want to donate tickets, uh, just contact me and we'll make sure they go to a good use. Yeah.
4: And the other thing we wanted to hit on, too, uh, is we have a a picture, James, I think, of the winners uh, for the Icky Woods Foundation. We had the helmet, a jersey and a signed uh, photo. Uh, Yeah. So very cool. Very cool picture right there.
0: Yeah, that uh, was the one. The last uh, lady that uh, won that won the icky eight by ten and the uh, icky uh, shuffle instructions came all the way from Arizona. So that was uh, who I believe that was their first Bengals game and uh, joined the raffle and uh, won the those prizes. So three different winners there, and and thank you to Tony and Irene and everybody else that was out there um, hustling all day on that on that gorgeous um, Sunday to to. Earn more money and and get to our seventy five thousand dollar goal. And as Tony uh, alluded to, blow it out of the water.
4: Yeah, it's it, it's really cool because it's you see the picture. Several kids in that picture. There's a ton of kids at the tailgate. So if I get asked this question all the time: Is it family friendly? Yes. Uh, just very diverse group of folks. Everybody's very friendly. Kids. Uh, I promise you, you you bring the kids down, they will have a good time. We got stuff for the kids. Typical winter down there. So coloring books and all kinds of things. So uh bring them on down.
0: Just stay away from Craig. We can't yeah. we can't guarantee he's G rated.
4: Yeah, he's he's he gets cranky sometimes. He's
0: PG-13 so. <laughs> <DG 13> plus. <laughs> all okay, right. Let's see. I want to make sure I think we have one more picture Tony and this um ties into two things. One, your your t-shirts which um they can get from uh some t-shirts and then uh, ties into our charity which we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but uh, Maddie's house will be tied into December, correct?
6: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Yeah, that's um, Miss Riley uh, from the foundation. Uh, She's supporting that uh, Tony the Tiger shirt. And uh, yeah, part of the proceeds go to Maddie's house and uh, they are going to be our charity of uh, choice uh, come our next home game. So uh, that should be exciting and a fun time.
4: Yeah, also just to let everybody know, in the chat area, I just posted a link uh, for everybody for uh, the folding tournament, if you want to register and get a team in there, fifty bucks. That link's in there for you now. It's filling up pretty quick, so make sure you grab a, grab a team uh, to get in there for that. So, awesome stuff. I think think we're good. We need to move on to uh, on to Mark, right? I think we. Anything else we're missing there, James?
0: Uh, I think we covered everything, uh, Tony. We there's no uh, with the bye week. I think we determined there's no gold star pepper alley this week so stay tuned for the specifics on uh that as tom enjoys his sweet tea um
2: do we want to talk about one thing, with that. Yeah, one thing with that though james at gold star and you and i have talked about it the milkshakes are back they're, they're back
0: okay well this warm weather out. is perfect timing okay cup <laughs> shortages are over and milkshakes are uh, back speaking of they're Gold that, star deemed. Luke and Joe were slinging some some burgers for the first time ever at the uh, at the tailgate.
4: Yeah, man, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I, I I guess I'm gonna do this right now, man. Everybody that pulls off that makes this tailgate happen, unbelievable job. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. I mean, it is a true. We had dozens, a dozen or so volunteers to help that signed up. Uh, Luke and, and Joe were grilling for hours, <laughs> hamburgers, dogs. We had 800 conies and. A couple hundred burgers, and uh, Joe and and Luke were there early, eight o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock, throwing stuff under, girl, getting stuff ready. By the time the tailgate opened, we appreciate everybody uh, that 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 participates and helps because it takes a huge family to pull off what uh, everybody pulled off this past week. A good fifteen hundred plus easy, and we're going to show a video here in a minute uh, of that actual crowd. If you've never been down, you're going to want to check this video out. So let's bring on Bougie Mark. Lisa, uh, Lisa's nickname for Mark is Boogie Mark. He likes, he likes stopping at, uh, you know, uh, Starbucks coffee in the morning uh, and grabbing his coffee on the way to the game. So, uh, Mark, what's going on, brother? Tee up uh, tee up your segment here, buddy.
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? And uh, before we get started, I just want to say how excited I was to see DJ Rader on the show. Um, when he signed with the Bengals, it was extremely important to me because uh when I think back to the previous regime and. A few of our losses, big games and playoff games, you know, we've allowed other teams to absolutely just maul us on the ground and, you know, just basically out-physical us. So, you know, it was really special to be able to see last year us go to the number one seed and, you know, you have Derrick Henry and all this talk about how we're going to get trounced and we, you know, just basically out physical their team, which is a big deal. So it was, you know, really excited to have DJ back and great that he'll be back for the Pittsburgh game. Um, as far as on the mark, uh, man, it was a beautiful day, Sunday, absolutely gorgeous, one of the best times I've had down there, I feel like I say that every week, but it's like every week it gets better, um, so in the video this week, we have some video. We have some footage from, uh, <clears throat> it was Liberty Township Gold Star on Wednesday at the Pep Rally, and then just an awesome video of just having a good time on Sunday, we had a large contingent of UK uh, visitors, a lot of, for the first time, came over, saw the first game, uh, it was just a great day absolutely great day my family came down if you ever worried about kids yes my family comes down all the time so it's just a really fun time
4: well here we go mark let's kick it off i've watched this segment four times this video four times because i love it so here, here we go
3: back at it once again a few hours complete pandemonium
2: Y'all yeah, come. On.
5: We are uh, fortunate enough we were able to donate over 100,000 to Cincinnati's children. But we were able to do some, some great things and give kids uh, going off to college scholarships. So we're doing some great things in my son's name.
6: And all that wouldn't be possible is it wouldn't for people like you who donate to the foundation. So I'd like to thank you all for helping us.
2: Today, what a dude this guy and his team are! I mean, look at this. This is ridiculous. We don't have anything like this in the UK. Oh dear, the Chancellor already started. Okay, after me, everybody say "Houdini."
4: I, I know that last one, i I edited it and cut that thing off, I think, man. But uh, that, was, that was awesome, awesome stuff there, brother. You captured the tailgate, uh, everything very well that day. Man. It was awesome.
3: Thank you. Also, I'll just say, I'm not sure if there was extra vodka, but it felt like we did about 15 Bengals bombs on Sunday. Craig, <laughs> Craig had
0: him uh, flowing. He had his uh, Duke's, uh, Dukes of Hazard general uh, Lee little uh, speaker there announcing him. I don't think he could hit that button fast enough. He just wanted to make him as fast as he could just so he could uh, keep hitting that uh, button. But, um, you know, Mark, I think that, that encompassed pregame and the game atmosphere perfect. I mean, it was just it seemed like a, a, a revolving door of stars that we had down there that, that started with with Fulcher with our uh, Bengals UK guest with um, the one person you missed was um, Mike DeWine correct um, Icky Woods um, Harrison and it seems like every every time you turned around there was um, somebody else new and and as Jimmy alluded to earlier you know people of all ages but uh, the bottom line was it was it was fun I know I had a fraternity brother from from um, Cara, from Charlotte that was up um, for the game and, and just couldn't get over um, how pleasant everybody was, uh, just the atmosphere there, how close we actually tailgate to the stadium, and it was pretty darn impressed. So I think what you captured there on the um, on the video, kind of in three or four minutes there, um, encapsulated what it's like to hang out with us um, pregame. And if you've never done it, come on down and and, and have some fun with us. I know we had some issues with the, uh, the beer flowing um, on Sunday. I'm going to blame that on the U.K. folks. They, uh, they, I think they try to pipe in some of their, um, some of their English beer. So we're going to blame that on them. <laughs> no, but it wasn't their fault. But um, we'll have that fixed. But uh, as Jimmy said earlier, Luke and um, Jungle Joe had the food on point, and we appreciate all they do. And uh, despite the fact that Tom very
2: seldomly comes and hangs out with us, I do the rest of you out. can
0: come and 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 hang out, right, Tony? <laughs> yeah, Every, I, I, I'm tired of
4: answering questions. Where's Tom? Every yeah. tailgate, where's Tom? Is, no.
0: You know, see that Joe Burrow? Stand up asked for Tony, me. Uh, see that Joe Burrow stand up back there? That um, that Tony has. We're just gonna get one made of you and just put it in the <laughs> corner and says, "Sorry, this is the best we can
3: do." You should. I don't think I've ever tailgated with Tom yet. I don't think he's been <laughs> down there. That's rare.
2: Yeah, that's that's the first time you heard who that is, Mark. <laughs> uh, you know, I think
0: Jamie's not even here to to defend himself, and I think Jamie's tailgated more with us
2: than. than oh, 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 that's not true. You're but I, I will permit a a cutout if. I can get a cut out of Jamie standing next to me.
6: Oh, hey, I just, I do want to say that there was a sighting, but we were mistaken. It was a jar of uh, peanuts. We did, uh, try <laughs> with you, but it wasn't.
2: Sorry. <laughs> it must have been empty so the face stood out more. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, you got connections. At least they made shirts that look like it. <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> hey, hey, so also let's let you know there was a couple of Bengals front office folks that snuck down and said hi to us and kind of ran out of there too. So, you never know who you're gonna to run to, and that's no joke. I can't. We should. We're gonna make a running list of all the all the the folks that have been down at the tailgate, uh, and put that list together. It's pretty pretty damn amazing. So, guys, let's. Uh, Mark, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. love seeing the fam down at the tailgate, big dog. And uh, hey, first of all, I picked Mark up about seven o'clock. I picked Mark up about seven o'clock uh, in the morning in the bus with, with my wife and a couple of the kids, and Mark's down there helped me set up, man. And, and I'm telling you. It is a lot of work setting up uh, that 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 tailgate. And Mark, uh, bro, I'm just publicly—I know I thank you all the time, man—but thank you so much for for being at it because you know James and, and Tony are still in bed at that point. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Stop.
4: I'm up. I'm up Stop. watching
3: soccer usually, so that's my excuse.
4: Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, bro, we appreciate it, Mark. We'll see you again, buddy. Take all care. Right. Night, Mark. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get into a few quick things. Uh, James, let's talk about the tailgate. Uh, a little bit Nashville. Uh, let's bring yeah. that up. Guys, look, man, we got it. We got the spot, man. And James found us a great location, actually closer to the stadium uh, than it was uh, last year for the playoff game. Uh, us and the Beagle Trailer are combining forces yet again. And guys, uh, we talked to Craig today. He's bringing a couple half barrels of Ken Anderson, Daydrink, and Lager down. Uh, we got some other surprises for you guys down. And I can tell you right now, David Fulcher uh, is going to be at the tailgate down at Nashville uh he's already texted me today he's going to be in attendance we got all kinds of other things going on there so James you want to hit on that a little bit i know you do want to secure that parking lot
0: yeah no i think you know personally nashville is probably one of my top 2 to 3 cities to to visit and, and party in in uh in the states and anytime we get a chance to go down there you know it's a, it's a lot of fun i know this one's a little bit uh trickier with it being a sunday after thanksgiving but uh if you haven't made plans, uh, do so. It's, it's a fairly easy um, day drive from Cincinnati, or quite frankly, anywhere in the Midwest. Um, but for those that were down there for the um, for the playoff game, man, it was just just an epic epic crowd that we had there um, in the lot, as Jimmy said, along with our friends at the um, at the Bengal Trailer. And, and quite frankly, I think we overwhelmed them. Um, with the amount of fans that we had in in, in Nashville last year. So we, we had an audible um, go to a uh, a plan B and um, have a a old neighbor that was friends um, that was just down there earlier this year, um, president of a different NFL teams, fan club. And he said, Hey, uh, saw some pictures of, of what they did. And uh, they were very, very gracious and hooked us up with the, um, with the contact. As Jimmy said, this is a little bit closer. It's funny. I think somebody responded on social media today. It's, uh, hey, when I pull it up on Google Maps, it's a a, uh, TA truck stop. And yes, it is a uh, a TA truck stop. So it's a big, large uh, paved area that uh, we'll have. We have a a section reserved. Um, There is parking around, not in our exact area, because honestly, we want to have as much room for you, the fans, to uh, mingle and, and, and hang out. So You might have to find alternate parking elsewhere if you're staying downtown. It's just a a short walk across the bridge there. But uh, the address is here um, on this link. Come hang out. uh, Have fun. And, um, you know, heck, if you can come into Nashville a day or two early, definitely highly recommend uh, doing that. Hang out with us on uh, Broadway and and listen to to country music. My favorite, right, Jimmy?
4: Uh, Man, I'm not listening to no country music. (laughs) It's It's not just – it's not just country music in Nashville. Just to promise you, there's some good stuff down here. Uh, what else? You have me distracted, me there, James. That was funny. Uh, so, we
0: well, gonna hey, talk talk about our um, the Black-owned stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, so this jacket here, this is that uh, the Black-owned reversible. It's white. It's it's the same thing uh, inside and out here. So you can wear the white uh, bomber, the white bomber. It's a bomber jacket, white uh, and black reversible. I put that link in the uh, the chat area for everybody here uh, as well. It is only pre-order. And the reason I just wanted to talk about this a little bit, guys, is uh, it, it once they could potentially sell out in the pre-order, so it's not guaranteed it's actually going to be on the, on the shelves there. Uh, so the link's in there. Order it. It is great. A locally owned company, Means Cameron, who we've had on the show before, is awesome. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff there, guys. Hold on. Before we
0: have a – hold on one second. You know, despite the fact Tom doesn't come to tailgates, somebody has a question for him. Tom, Mr. Tom, excuse me, Mr. Tom, what year was it the Bengals wore the white jerseys the whole year and why?
2: That is an excellent question. I can't think of a year that uh, for every game that they wore the the white jerseys all the time. I know – During the Paul Brown years and the Forrest Gregg years, they were very careful early in the season um, because of the heat. They would wear the whites, especially at Riverfront, in, in the heats in September and maybe early October. And Paul Brown kind of started the tradition of the Cleveland Browns at home wearing white jerseys so much, which the Browns did prominently till they reincarnated to the new Browns. So I really... I really can't think of a year that they, for every game, wore the uh, white jerseys. We're gonna we're gonna have to look that's that.
4: Tom, Tom, to have to look that up. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't think I, if that's if
2: uh, if that's something that
4: happened, I didn't know about it. That's interesting. So I,
2: I know in 1970, it seemed like you know deep into the season of when you watch the highlights that they're wearing the white jerseys a lot at home. But even that year, I know they wore the black um, up and when they played Cleveland. And I think they were even wore the black jerseys, maybe in the playoff game or that wouldn't make sense, but I can't think of a year that they wore the the white jerseys the whole year. Right. So Tom, let's, let's talk about the game here for a little bit, man. I know we talked
4: about it, start, start the show off before DJ came on the first five minutes, but I, I want to get a little bit, dig a little bit more into this thing. Uh, and, and I would love everybody's comments on this is the running game that we saw Sunday is what we're going to see for the rest of the year. Because I think Joe, what was the comment Joe, uh, Joe
2: Burrow made, Tom, uh, I think was on social media everywhere, but what was his comment? I think James had it verbatim earlier, but it's pretty much that if, uh, if we run the ball like that, they'll be impossible to stop. And it's very true. Um, you know, they reined in the passing game without Jamar chase on Sunday, uh, you know, because Joe Mixon was being, you know, so successful and the success rate, it's been odd. The success rate statistically from a lot of these services of the offensive line has been very high over the last month, but it wasn't translating to big gains and not even short yardage gains when we needed them. But, uh, you know, and one guy that took a lot of heat early and he has been banged up, but Lyle Collins was just absolutely spectacular Sunday. He was laying people out. Uh, I know my son played line when, when he was younger and he was laughing on certain plays, and I said, what? And he's like, Collins is taking care of, of the end in front of him, getting to the second level, and annihilating linebackers. And I started to key in on him, and and he really did. Uh, Cordell Volson, again, you know, the highest-graded rookie offensive lineman in football this year. And, boy, he's going to need every bit of it with the weeks coming up. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Kansas City all have all-pro caliber defensive tackles that he'll be going up against. So, you know, it's it's a mixture. I still think we're a throw first offense, but if teams have to start creeping those linebackers up and having the safety take another step up when we get Jamar Chase, yeah, it could be a very, very fun December and a very big nightmare for opposing defenses.
4: Yeah. So two, two quick things I know I want to hit on real quick is the punting situation. Uh, and in our primetime games uh, being flexed. So, uh, I mean, it's it's no secret, guys. Hubert uh, struggled this year, man. He's been inconsistent uh, and, and he has struggled, man. So, there's, uh, you saw today kind of jokingly, I think uh, Money Mac was kick it was punting at practice today. So, what the hell's going on there, you think, guys? James?
0: Um, I, I think I, in one of our group texts, I said, you know, thank you, Kevin. You have the team record. Now it's just right off into the sunset. And, you know, I, you hate to say that, but it's, you know, it's, what have you done for me lately? And, and unfortunately the, the punting game hasn't, uh, hasn't, what's the term um, changed, changed fields for us. Hasn't, um, you know, hasn't been a game changer for us in, in, in that aspect. So unfortunately you know it's time if we're probably going to make the change you know for this going into the second half of the season going into um the bye week leading up to um the game next week will be the time to um to do it so you know darren simmons has coached a lot more football than me um you know I, i i trust him and his judgment i'm sure zach's gonna have uh some say in that but um you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we um, see a new um, kicker come out. I think somebody also posted video again of uh, Drew warming up um, pregame on, on Sunday as well. I can't remember a time that uh, that's happened in the past. So I think that was two home games that we know of. He's out there, boom and punt. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, we might see some other changes too as we um, come off the uh, the bye. The one thing I will, going back to the game on, on Sunday, we, we talk about the pa- passing game and we know – jamar chase was was gone we we know how good the running game was but how about uh erwin and taylor that stepped up and you know catch every ball that's thrown at them you know i don't know why um erwin was on the uh or taylor i get it mixed up why one of them was on the the practice squad for for most of the year but you know even in preseason and we we saw it before every time the ball's thrown to them that you know they catch everything that um that's that's in their vicinity. So kudos to those guys. We need them to uh, step up. Obviously they're nowhere near the downfield threat that uh, tomorrow is, but um, I'd rather see those guys on the field than uh, number 80. <clears throat> and, and let's, um,
4: let's, let's I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, that's, uh, no I, I
4: just want to throw something to Tony here. So Tony, we found, we find out today that uh, there's been some changes in our primetime schedule here, right?
6: Yeah, so uh, we actually got flexed out of primetime, which uh, is the first time I've heard of that. But, uh, you know, we're going to that city by uh, West Virginia and they're not playing too well. They're not very relevant. So I'm thinking that's the reason why uh, uh, we got shifted to the 425 slot. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we'll still show up and play and uh, do our thing. This won't be in primetime. All right, guys. I just uh, want to mention something about uh, my boy uh, Taylor, So. Jamie sits next to me during the game and he hears the whole game. Yeah. I call him the little engine that could, man, because he is all over the place. And like you said, James, he is catching everything that's thrown at him. So uh, I love that little guy. He uh, he's a great player and I I really enjoy watching him play. Mm -hmm. This is the two
5: minute warning.
4: Oh, whoa! Fulcher, who was at the tailgate, uh, did a toast for us. And we'll be at the uh, Tennessee tailgate. Uh, let's start off with Tom, brother. Let's get this two-minute warning going, bud.
2: You know, one thing overlooked from last weekend, um, Lou Rumo had a dial-up different style of defense. And I, and I was contacted. I had a little bit of conversation with Ben Baby about this. And that is uh, the Bengals are very man-heavy in their defensive backfield coverage. They played some cover, two, quite a bit of cover, two. It confused the Panthers. It stifled the Panthers. He dialed up just what we needed. So hopefully with getting a healthy DJ reader back and getting guys better, getting Mike Hilton back and, uh, you know, whoever suggested that Mike Hilton pull a Ronnie lot and amputate his finger so he could play. No, we, no, that's not going to happen or should it happen, but hopefully he'll have the right thing dialed up so we can get after, uh you know, the city where the Ohio river starts and, and go from there, but it's a good week for, it's a perfect time by week. They really need to heal up, really need to look at things and throw some fresh wrinkles into the second half of the season. So,
6: uh, I'm fired up and I know everybody else is Tony. (laughs) Tom, uh, much needed, uh, much needed rest. I think this week, Uh, uh, like Tom alluded to, so I'm looking forward to DJ getting back. Um, uh, kind of concerned about the whole punting situation as we've been discussing, uh, you know, because we also got that holder um, situation that we got to think about too. Is Huber just really being held uh, because of his ability to hold that ball? But again, Money Mac's been kind of inconsistent too on some of those um, plays as well. Um, I think uh, we'll go in the the city by West Virginia, get Reader back. We'll uh, we'll show them who we are, and uh, I think we'll have a really good uh, game, and uh, we'll we'll come home with a win. Absolutely, James.
0: You know, um, Tom alluded to the what Lou Maroon has done, um, you know, a couple of years ago. We would have packed his bags and, and shipped him out of town. Um, as we know, yesterday, the Colts uh, head coach opening um, or head, head coach position came open yesterday. And on the short list, uh, Lou was on there. So, you know, as we continue to win, um, as our defense continues to excel, um, you know, we're going to see some of our um, coaches get looked at and that just means, you know, we're on the positive side and, and going up, which is um, good. I think he had an interview last year with the, um, with the giants and his name's already mentioned. So, you know, we'll see what transpires um, from that, but um, let's hope that those defenses um, continue. Uh, we heard here first on Bengal gyms, that DJ reader and thing prog- things progress. will be back for uh the game at 425 uh next sunday not this sunday next sunday so uh breaking news here on uh dangle gym so thank you to uh to dj for sharing that but um what a fun time it was um sunday just gorgeous weather um we want to thank all of our friends cincinnati music accelerator dj Chubb, bet sportsbook cold star chili Cynthia beer fest 16 Lots. man it was just uh just a fun time down there, um, who's who. Everybody just, just enjoying themselves pregame. And that's, that's what the tailgate has always been. And it just keeps, seems like it gets better every time. Um, the charity work that um, Tony does, all the people that volunteer to, um, to do that, we appreciate all you do. And it's going to be kind of uh, sad and a, and a lonesome uh, Sunday here without uh, any football. But um, as uh, we talked about, Get uh, signed up for that folding uh, event. If you're in Cincinnati, I'm going to pop this um, back up on the uh, screen. Still uh, some spots available. Um, just, I believe, is it a $50 uh, donation, Tony, uh, for that? Again, all goes to uh, charity. So if you're in uh, Cincinnati looking for something to do, or if you don't even want to play, come hang out with, uh, with the guys. We uh, welcome you to do that uh, Sunday um, in Cincinnati. Jimmy?
4: Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I think you hit some, you hit, make sure. I, I can't remember who you hit there. Uh, camp Washington, Chile. I want to thank those guys again. And we had a first time, uh, sponsor at the tailgate, uh, James, uh, Hanks pizza, bought 50 plus large pizzas down. I, I, it was awesome pizza. I think Hanks is located in Dayton. Uh, if you're up in the Dayton area, I've never tried Hanks, uh, make sure you get up there because it was outstanding pizza. That uh, was a lot of, a lot of pizza pie boy. that. Uh, the guys, everybody went through at the tailgate, uh, uh, the following tournaments, uh, also Harrison, the comedian, was great. Uh, his uh pregame prayer was hilarious. Uh, so I uh, really appreciate everybody uh stepping up and being part of this and making this more and more fun every single week. And guys, remember when we lost that last game before uh, you know, social media for three or four days was just on fire. Uh, we're never going to make the playoffs, we stink. And all of a sudden, now we just blow out the Panthers with a lot of our starters not playing on defense, and we're five and four, guys. We're in the exact same spot we were this time last year. uh, For the uh, pre-second half of the season, we went to that Super Bowl run, guys. It can happen. It can absolutely happen. We got to keep Joe Burrow upright, keep him healthy, uh, and get this team get some of these guys back uh, on the field that haven't been playing for the past few weeks because of injuries. So, uh, I'm looking forward to the second half of the season, guys. Let's get on another Super Bowl run. Hope you can join us down at the folding tournaments, uh, this uh, fundraiser, this this Sunday, uh, and and have fun with us. But we will see you guys day and we'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, real quick, massive guest. Let me see if I can't say he or she because uh, that might give it away. Let's see, not yet. But we've got a we've got a, several guests lined up for the next few weeks, and you are going to enjoy it as much as you did with GJ Reader. Uh, I. Trust me, we got some big names coming up. You're gonna have a lot of fun with. We appreciate everybody. Thanks for watching. hooday